Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey man, Russell Peters here, and this is Culturally Cancelled. This episode is all about hip-hop and hip-hop legends that I'm happy to call my friends. First of all, we have Kango Kid. He is from the group UTFO. If you know the Kango, you know who he is. Kango from UTFO. I said so, she said so. Baby, don't you know? You know what you know, you know, you know the drill on this. Anyway, we talk about hip-hop and dancing and being a fool. He's responsible for the first and only song to accumulate over 25 remakes in one year's time just from Roxanne Roxanne so that gets interesting and then we have my brother my my housemate my friend the legendary hip-hop artist DJ and producer founding member of DITC the digging in the crates originators what play a haters holding down Bronx creators you get the idea he's also the creator of the culturally canceled theme song yeah he gave me that he did me a solid made me an ill beat the one that you heard at the beginning of the show that's uh, Lord Finesse. Lord Finesse was also one of my favorite rappers of all time. And he's also now one of my favorite humans of all time because he's literally one of my best friends on the entire planet. Also, we have the legendary Smooth B, one half of Nice and Smooth. Greg Nice and Smooth B. I'm Greg Nice and I am MC Smooth B. Anyway, Smooth B is here with us and you'll see something. He knows how to tell a story because Smooth B's got stories for days and they're the craziest little hip-hop stories stuff you didn't know about so many things i learned on this episode and i think you're really gonna enjoy this honestly this episode is smooth be making a long story short a short story long a long story to long island a short story to to short falls went north dakota i don't know if that's a real place but i made that up on the fly it's a trip to hip-hop early days early days but not early early days but like the early days like when before he made it before he was smooth b so you're going to dig this. And it's, it was so much fun to talk about the music I love with these guys. These are guys like, you know, you got to figure that they each influenced a different year of my life. You know, UTFO and Roxanne Roxanne. Well, that was ninth grade for me. That was 1984. 
And then you got, you know, Nice and Smooth. I bought that first album. There's so much. And Lord Finesse, my cousin Bob and I used to sit in the car and literally dissect his CD when we'd get the new album. And we'd be like, yo, did you hear what he said? So, listen, if you're into hip-hop even remotely or think you're into hip-hop or you're an older head and you're just listening to a podcast, this is the one for you to listen to. All right, so welcome to... this. By the way, this is Russell Peters, and welcome to Culturally Cancelled. And... uh, I'm a hip-hop guy. People know that about me, that I love hip-hop. I grew up with it. It shaped my life. It made me the way I am. It made me talk a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way. And I'm here with three of my heroes, who are also three of my very dear friends. Um, On my left, I have Smooth B from the legendary Nice and Smooth. Yes, sir. What's up, baby? There we go. (laughs) And across from me, we have a guy who defined my ninth grade for me. Um, He's... Kango from UTFO. She said, so. I said, so? Baby, don't you know? Just thought, <laughs> yeah, I, stay, I stay on cue, man. He does stay on cue. He's, yeah. he's very good like that. <laughs> and, on my, and on my right is my right-hand brother, um, the underboss himself, the funky technician. Um, what was that other name that I didn't know you had? Um, <laughs> what was that other one? The Ace of Trades. The Ace of Trades. Hey, Lord check it Finesse. Out now. Yeah. The Funk Soul Brother right about now. Yeah. Funk Soul Brother. So yeah. we're just here. We're sitting in the back in my backyard. And so if you hear wind noises or helicopters or airplanes, that's because we're doing this shit outside. Um, and they're coming to get you. Well, well, you're Haitian. Um, so they're, and no, I'm Canadian, so they're either coming to get you or me. Right. No off switch with this dude. Right. None. So we don't really have a plan. We don't have a plan with this podcast. We're just kind of going to talk. Yeah. And these are conversations that generally happen in my backyard yeah. on a nightly basis. Yeah. And then I just found out something about Smooth B that I didn't know, mm. which ties him to Kango. Yes. And that's how you met Bobby Brown. Yes. Uh, First yeah. of all, people don't know the connection with you and Bobby Brown. Right. Okay. Oh, man, I could elaborate on that. Now, Bobby, that's my dude, man. Day one, day one. Stay one, day one. And um, He was before Greg Nice. Yes, yes. Wow. You know, when I met I met Bobby Brown, actually, in the, in the winter of 85. And then 86, you know, then we started working on his first solo album. And then then I met Greg, like, summer of 87. But yeah, Bobby is my dude. Uh, he introduced me to the music industry, uh, gave me an opportunity to write for him, you know, and you're talking about what I was about 19, you know, you're talking about 19-year-old smooth, uh, and I was just hungry, man. So I was at that opportunity, the first time in a big studio, I'm writing like I'm going crazy, you know. And uh, What did you end up writing for him? Uh, uh, the Girl Next Door. On his first album, I wrote the raps, well, all the raps on there, more or less. Uh, the Girl Next Door, Baby Want to Tell You Something, King of Stage, and wait, wait, there's one more. Baby Want to Tell You Something, Girl Next Door. Uh, Basically not one hit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh! <laughs> Yo, you're, you're wow. a fool. However, however, I was in my first debut in a video. That's a trivia. You see me in the girlfriend video, man. Nice. Come what's, on. Was this the, the this wasn't the my prerogative album? No, 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 no. no. no the, I actually wrote the bridge on prerogative. Oh, really? The song prerogative. Oh, Everybody's nice. talking. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, in, in the middle of the song, don't get me wrong, I'm really not super. Ego trips is not my thing. You wrote that smooth B lyric. Oh, shit. Nice. That's that part. That nice. part. These are good facts. People yeah, don't know man. this shit. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. I actually took Bobby to Teddy's house 
uh, and they actually did prerogative because Teddy lived in St. Nick Projects, and at the time we had the same barber. In Harlem? In Harlem. Mm. And nice. Teddy used to uh, just be on the first floor with his door wide open. Wow. Yeah, the door would open. So he would bring everybody there. That's where he did Keep Sweat first album. That's where he would record Stephanie Mills, Johnny Kemp, Just Got Paid. All wow. of that is on God the first floor. Yes, wow. sir. So the, all of that was in the first floor in the projects. And so we had the same barber. Shout out to Denny Moe. And then there was another brother he used to rock with across the street from Denny Moe's. And at that time, it was the Superstar Barbershop. And Denny Moe is like a brother like to Greg. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Denny Moe. And he used to give us the fresh haircuts and right. so forth and so on, keep us fresh. Right, right. And um, so I would see Teddy all the time. And then as he would do different records, the songs would come out. This know, is and, and at that time, you guys already knew that Teddy did the show? No. No, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that either until his verses. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. So, yeah, or, yeah. I didn't know raps, that. Rap's new generation, too. Yep. Rap new generation. I knew new that. generation. And when we sampled that for um How to Flow... Ted lost his mind. He was like, yo, smooth, y'all. Whoa. You know, I was like, thanks, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we became tight, you know, right, but it right. was funny because here's the irony of it. He, um, of course, he was famous, you know, at that point. He started getting that buzz and known as a producer. Get, so it in, get in the mic, though, for us. Yeah. yeah. So the thing was, <laughs> I'm running around. I, 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 I frequented every borough back then. Originally from the Bronx, but I'd be in Harlem, everywhere, right? Sure. So, um, you know, ironically, I knew where he lived, and I knew Markel as well. Long story short, um, bottom line, so so Bobby was in transition from the first album to the second album, so forth and so on, right? What was so, the name of that first album? Because The I first know album about was it. The King of Stage. Right. You got to check it out, man. It got some bangers in there. Uh, Cameo, uh, Larry Blackman produced the song. Actually, he produced the song that I, that I, that I wrote on also, uh, Girl Next Door. Yeah, that was the video that Bobby was dressed like. Larry like Blackman. Larry Blackman, oh, exactly. <laughs> like, word up. So he had the cup, yeah, the and cup all board. that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was what, 86, 87? 86, yeah, 86, right? 86. Yeah. You see, that at that time, I was so hip hop. I was 16. I was like, I don't give a fuck about any R&B shit. <laughs> right. I, I looked at that as girls' music. Right. I was like, oh, that's for chicks, man. I don't want to listen to that shit. Give me some. I thought a slow song was like Left Me Lonely by MC Shan. I was like, yo, that's a sad slow song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or dope. Cheat, Cheating Girl by Steady B. I was like, man, that's some real shit, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. But, you know, that's that's basically was. He didn't know I rapped. That was the point that I was going to make. Uh, Teddy didn't know that I could rhyme. Whatever. He'd just see me in the barbershop. Right. So long story short, when we got to, to his house, um, when I, I came... When I walked through the front door, he just looked. He was like, oh, yo, what's up, man? <laughs> and I said, look, I got Bobby. And he was like, oh, what's up, Bobby? You know, because the thing was, they started, they were telling Bobby that he needed some new producers. This was going to be it. You know, uh, uh, that second album, Don't Be Cruel, Make It a Break It time. And so they threw, he, Bobby wanted to work with um, Jam and Lewis. And so they said, you need to mess with Teddy Riley. So when I came to the hotel to visit him and we was kicking it, he was like, yo, um, they keep trying to tell me about this kid. Said, I said, oh, no, he fired. You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah? I said, no, I know him. Like, like boom, 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 to see right. him, and we talk, right. and give each other a panel, whatever. But I know where he stayed. And he's like, what? Man, take me to him, you know, because Bob is sure. dugged out. Come on, where you know. Saying Nick Project, let's go. <laughs> I want to meet him face to face. And and they made prerogative that day. That's crazy. Wow. wow. Yeah. And, you know, and Did he so, already have the song in his head before that? No. All of that was impromptu right there. Right there, dude. I'm talking about when we got there, he says... So Teddy comes out. This is why I got to tell y'all this story. So he comes out. 
He had on a sweatsuit. I never forget. He had on a Adidas sweat, the nylon joint, the swish swish joint with the uh, like they had the boxing shoes came out there. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah right? I remember so, that. So he had the whole boxing shoes joint on, and so he came out. He's like, "What's up, guys?" You know, I said Teddy in Teddy fashion. What's up, guys? You know. So next thing you know, he chilling. So when he realized he was gonna make some music, he went in the back, and about fifteen minutes later. I, he came out with an outfit. Like, he would literally get dressed up when he was going to produce some shit. That's Who, crazy. Teddy? Teddy is, yeah. That's he came out with the dark shades, with the glitter joints, wow. ill, like Talk smoking jacket and shit. In character. And got in his bag, son. In and character. So he kept telling us, he said, yo, listen. He said, I'm waiting for my singer, man. He said, I'm waiting for him to come from Brooklyn. He said, I found this dude. And he was talking about Aaron Hall. Right. So he's like, I found this wow. dude, man. You don't even understand. This dude could sing. And I was like, where? So he's like, yeah. He said, he's like, he's like, he's like, Stevie Wonder and Charlie Wilson. So me and Bobby looked at each other like, come on, man. Like, you putting a lot on it, Playboy. Right, so right. he tells us the whole story about how his family had the uh, church in Brooklyn and so forth and so on. So long story short, in walks Aaron. Now, this was the funny part because when he walks in, he's hyped. You know, we all young, so our energy is on high. He walks in and he starts talking. Hey, hey, the, 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 I was the, about what? to ask you. And he Same like, thing happened when I met him. Does Dude. He, he always <laughs> have a stutter? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, he oh, naturally wow. stutters. Yeah, I was going to ask oh, you that. Man. So he walks know, through the door. And it, yeah, so he walks through the door. And back then he had a hard stutter. Yes, bro, the, the, I know. The, the, I got my story. What's up, Teddy? Yep. So me and Bobby looked at you other like, yo, yo. Yo, what you doing, man? Like, right. this stuttering nigga, you, you telling us, <laughs> come on, man, stop that bullshit. So he was like, so, so he said, um, he said, it, it was like Aaron read the energy. Like, he was like, uh, uh, let me tell you something, fellas. I, I, I don't stutter when I sing. Like that, right? So he said, yo, sing something for him. Yo, this nigga was like, my heart is a yearning for you. And he started hitting that shit. Let me inside your love. I was like, whoa. Then he was like, yeah. He said, give him some Stevie. Give him some Stevie. Nigga, I thought Stevie was in the room. He was like, if it's magic, then why can't it be everlasting? Nigga, I damn near shed a tear. I said, this little young mother. And you know, yeah. seeing somebody young like that sing like that was refreshing. Did he end up writing for Joe? Probably. Did he write t -t -t talk to me? Oh, you know what? You ain't, you ain't shit. You're wrong. But he, but he wrote prerogative. Oh. This is what I'm leaving. Oh, Aaron to. Hall. Aaron wrote prerogative. I nice. wish you would tell it into the mic. I'm talking. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I'm so used to talking to you. I turn my head to look at you. I'm bugging Let out. Let the mic follow your mouth. Okay, got it. So, so the thing is, um, Aaron wrote prerogative. You know, and the thing was. Teddy, he was like, this is our chemistry. He said, I make the tracks and Aaron write the song. So Aaron wrote every guy's song. Every guy's song you ever, that was Aaron's pen, you know? And nice. so he said, he, he can write on a dime. And so all Teddy had, like he was talking. So we all start talking. You know, you start tossing ideas in the pot. So he says, so what, 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 what is that? I mean, uh, uh, Aaron. Aaron. So what you want to do? What you want to talk about, Bobby? Like that. So he's like, um. Well, you know, I just want to say at this point in my life, you know, I could do whatever I want to do, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my prerogative. You know, I could do whatever I want to do. So he said, oh, 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 okay, your prerogative, huh? Yeah, okay. Hmm. All right, Teddy, what you got? And then Teddy was like, all Teddy had was like this kick and a snare and this little, like, sample. So he was like, boom. Like, the shit went, boom. With a click track. Boom. Boom. So he's just so we just sitting there quiet, and then the teacher said, 
When he, look, about 20 minutes later, uh-huh. he had that shit going, and Aaron was just walking around the room going, it's my prerogative, baby. It's my prerogative. And just hitting all these riffs. Right, I right. I was like, Jesus Christ. Bobby was like, I can't sing that. <laughs> so he demoed, it, he demoed it for him, and, and, and Aaron was like, make it your own. And Bobby made it his own. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's a hell of yeah. a yeah. story. Yo, right and no, wait. So, oh, here's the kicker. I almost got kicked out of Teddy's crib. I got to tell you that part. Because now, yeah. Because you wouldn't sing into the mic? No. Oh, yeah, right. So, like, <laughs> right. I'm sitting over in the corner. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm on my humble. I'm just chilling. I'm here for, you know, support. So, I'm in the corner. I'm just listening. So, now, they, and I'm like, woo, I'm enjoying it. And then uh, Teddy goes, yo, I need a bridge, man. Something to re- lead this into the next, you know, verse. So, I'm listening to everything that they got. So far, and I was like, and I know Bobby, I know his personality. So I was like, don't get me wrong, I'm really not soup. Ego trips is not my thing. And then, and so Bobby said, yo, I love that shit. Say it again. And so I said it again, right? And then Teddy was like, no, 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 no. Because he, he's not thinking I'm rap. He don't think I'm, you know, I don't know what the fuck he did. But he right, was just right. like, oh, nah, 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 nah. What you said? And I was like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> and then he was like, nah, nah, nah. And then Bobby blacked on Teddy. He said, hey, yo, listen. Whatever he say, we doing. <laughs> wow. And Teddy was like, oh, oh okay. How, how's it go again? <laughs> and I was like, don't get me wrong. And bam. That's you know. funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, that kind story. of makes the song. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It does, because that's that part that takes you out of it and into that other place and then back to the chorus. And you're right. Like, oh, yeah, that's that shit that, that hits. Right. Yeah. Thanks, baby. Yeah. Look at you, smooth. Oh, man. <laughs> right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Man, listen. I when did you meet Kango? Did you meet Kango back Oh, man. Then? Yo, Kango is the coolest. Not just because you're here. This is a cool motherfucker. See, oh, let me tell you man. something. No, 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 no. Ah! I'm going to talk about Kango. I met Kango in the Latin quarters, right? But I'm going to talk about Kango in a minute, and I got to talk about finesse. You know, like, everything, I don't know, man. Everything has its reason. Everything sure, has a purpose. Sure. And this man, I want to talk about, uh, Russ, Uh-oh. he's like a he's like a freaking magnet of some fucking sort. Great He brings adjective. people Great description. Around. Yeah, Great. he's so fucking magnetic. Yes, He agreed. brings people together that I think sometimes he doesn't even have any idea of their history. Right. It's his, just his energy. Mm-hmm. And he connects. He's a fucking kinetic, uh, you know, but yeah. no, nah, you're a kinetic motherfucker. So anyway, All right. right. So, so, and Ness. If I was a five percenter, I'd be kinetic. That'd be my hey, name. Hey, yeah, kinetic. <laughs> I like that. Right? Now, these two gentlemen that I'm sitting before, not only are pioneers and innovators, but they both have inspired me at different times of the game. And these two gentlemen, some bad motherfuckers, and they're powerful. You know, it's like, but they have humility. It's power and humility. People don't think that. Nah, these gentlemen, I can, I can speak for them. They're humble before God, not by man. You understand what I'm talking about? That's how I roll. Real dudes, Latin quarters, now, Kango. Woo, Roxanne, Roxanne. This dude is up in it. <laughs> He's up in the Latin quarter with the Kango. This, he was like, back then. What year was, is this? This is uh, 87. 87. You had already started working with Bobby by then? <laughs> yeah. And I used to get in free in the lab quarters with Bobby. No matter of fact, it was 86. 86. Summer 86. You know that was a hot summer in the, in the, in the quarters. Oh, my God. It started to taper down 87, sure, 88. Sure, yeah. But 86 was the fire. <laughs> so every New, York, every New York club I frequented with Bobby, I got it free, of course. Of course. So everybody was like, that's Bobby Brown cousin. That's Bobby Brown brother. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So, like, <laughs> so anyway, Lost Earth Show, I was riding that car. I came up in the Latin quarters, and my man, you know how you see a character that's like, uh, savoir faire is everywhere, or like, like, uh, this dude was like a, like a Valentino of rap. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, that's how I saw this nigga, because he had the, he had the shorties going crazy, and he had, I mean, lyrical content, fly, intellect, and was real with it. And approachable. Kango ain't never act funny style. You know what I'm saying? Same with Ness. Never act funny style. And with Kango coming out before myself, he made me understand that lyrical content could exist. You know, of course, in that era, of course, you know, we had Melly Mel. Every it was sure, lyrical. sure. It, you know, it was the best of the best. But you added another entertainment vibe to it, swag and singing. You know what I'm saying? Bringing it back to routines, and so I love that. And it made, me, it made me say, I got a place in this shit to meet you. Boom, Latin quarters. Broads all around this nigga. He just so fucking cool. 
This motherfucker. I think you had a fucking scarf on or some shit. I like, probably did. Yeah, yeah, probably. yeah. He yeah, has so a fucking. <laughs> I probably yeah, did. He, he will be Matter of fact, in the summer. It, it's just four guys sitting here and he's wearing a cravat right now. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, he would be. Ha- this motherfucker wearing ascots up in the Latin Quarter. You know what I'm saying? What's well, an ascot I ain't got? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he like he got his he got the fucking uh, the shit around it, the scarf and shit, everything matching. Got the scarf to the side, like bitch, I'm Kango. <laughs> they all going crazy. They're around him. <laughs> he got his composure. He's just so fucking cool. So I was like, yo, what's up, man? He was like, hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm like, all right. I was like, yo, I'm Smooth B, man. I'm coming, nigga. I'm, you know what I'm saying? He was like, all right. What's up? <laughs> all right. All right. Wish you the best. I was like, my man. That's all I needed back then. Wish you the best. My man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it was that type of thing. And then as time went on over the years, we nah, met. And we really time went on, you became my brother. Bro. Yes, so, yes. But you had already ago. known Mixmaster Ice when you met him then. Yes, that was crazy. And, and it, was, it was so bugged out. You know, you got to understand, like... Let's take, take this off the yeah, mic stand. I think that's ruining your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that mic stand shit is killing me. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me oh, there we go. There you are. All right, oh, now. I'm in the game you, now. Makes you miss oh, your braids, man. doesn't it, Ness? Oh. Huh? Uh, Smooth B got his braids, Kango got his braids, and oh, here you are nah, like Gerald LeVert. I don't, I don't yeah, miss no, my braids. Gerald LeVert. That's had enough. Yeah, you got to find somebody every two weeks or so. Because yeah, if, if my braids ain't super fresh, I wouldn't rock them because, mm-hmm. nah, man, they had to and be that, super fresh. That's always kept some fly. Nigga, you understand me, man. No homo. <laughs> you know I said? No homo. But nah, that's <laughs> always had some slick braids and patterns. Come on, man. Trendsetters, man. But go ahead. Where was I? Uh, you, uh, you were talking, talking about, about Mixmaster Ice. Mixmaster, yes, sir. Right, so Mixmaster yes. Ice, long story short. Pick up the pace. Gia. Now, now, the thing was, um, when I did, when I actually met Kango, I did know Mix already. But I always, I don't know, man. I, how would you say? I was always more apprehensive about how I met somebody. Like, I never felt like, unless it was somebody that I knew and that the person I was coming up to would like to know that I know them through them. And I know, no, that got nothing to do with y'all. But I, I just wouldn't say to you when I first woke up, yo, I know Mixed Master Ice and you introduced right. me to Bobby. You right, right, saying? right. I just wanted to come and shake your hand. You right, right, right. So it was like that type of shit. But I saw you, and at that time I had new mix. I, you know, and we had met it, met. But the thing was, y'all had a roadie, and his name was DJ Holiday. He was Wait, from the, the real DJ Holiday? No. Oh, not the real. Mm-mm. Right. But he was from the Bronx, and and he was like he was my neighbor, and actually he was the first guy that I knew in the '70s in my neighborhood that had a uh, turntables. You know what I'm saying? So I remember when he first called himself Holiday, and he used to DJ with. He DJ didn't get Smalls. any flack for calling himself Holiday. Well, you thinking of Hollywood? No, oh, no, 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 you know you're right. No, there's another Holiday as there well. There was a Holiday. Yeah, too, there is right? a Holiday. Okay, well he was, and when he first came out, see, uh, Hollywood, Hollywood. And and uh, DJ Smalls had gave him his stamp, you know what I'm saying? Because there was a spot in the Bronx called the Parkside Plaza, and they let him debut in the Parkside Plaza. And I remember when he got his name from Doc Holiday, the Western. So okay. it was like, anyway, long story short, he was the first person that I knew that went on the road at the time. So that was fascinating. He's the first person to tell me that what a skeezer was. Oh, a skeezer, you know. So anyway, long story short, he would come back to the hood and he'd tell us all these fascinating stories. And telling me about how he was on the road with y'all and all that. I was like, cool. So one day, at this time, I was living uptown. I had moved. And this was Townsend Avenue that I used to live on. Then I moved up from Mount Eden to 233rd. But every weekend, I would come back to the, to the block. Then I'd come back around, and I'm kicking with Holiday. And Mix pulls up. Nice. Mix pulled up in the BMW. Okay. And he had, <laughs> so he pulls up. 
and it bugged me out because I'm saying, yo, we around, we the same age, and this dude got a BMW and jewelry from from hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like we know that from hustling. <laughs> I was like, this is what I want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. long story short, I talked to him, and and then uh, Holiday introduced me to him, and he was like, spit for him, smooth, and I, oh boy. I must have hit him, hit him with about a hundred bars. Nice. <laughs> and then, and then Mix was like, "Yo, you dope." And that's all I needed to hear. And I damn near walked home that night. You know what I'm saying? I was on a high, like, "Wow, dude." What said, year was dope. this? And that was '85. That was right before I met Bobby. '85, yeah. And so, um, and it was funny because after that night, like two a month later, is when I ran into Mix and he introduced me to Bobby. That's how deep it was. I spit for him. He told me I could spit. I was pumped because y'all on the radio, leader of the pack, and all this shit is sure, on the sure. radio, baby. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, this shit is a sign. And um, I was a messenger at the time, and I wasn't going to go to work this particular day. I'll never forget it. Long story short, it was raining, and I didn't want to go. And some just said, go your ass to work. And I went. I got my rain poncho and shit on. I go in this pizza shop. I'm sitting in there trying to wait till the rain slow down. And as it starts slowing down, I look across the street, and it was right by the Omni Hotel. And I see Mix Master Ice standing on the corner. Oh, wow. So I came out and I was like, yo, Mix. And then he looked and I was like, it's smooth. And he goes, yo, come here. So I come across the street now. Mix told me prior to that, that night he told me, because I, I was like, yo, I got to go to work tomorrow. And he was like, yeah, what you do? And I said, I'm a messenger. And Mix said to me, I used to be a messenger. Right. Right. So long story. Now, that was another sign to me, you know, back then, like, this is a sign. You are a sign guy, though. Yeah. That's my shit. <clears throat> yeah. So, it's almost like you were deaf. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So anyway, long story short, I keep saying long story short. I'm trying to, I'm trying to shorten this shit, y'all. You ain't got to shorten it. Me, all right, man. all right, all right. We kicking it. We, we kicking ain't, it. we ain't, we kicking it. We're not like no rush or nothing. Okay, excellent. So here's the kicker. So I come across the street. He goes, what you doing? I said, I'm, I'm working. You know, I'm a mess. He said, that's right. You told me that shit. He said, yeah, I used to be a mess. So we talking this shit. And uh, he said, uh, I said, what you doing out here? He said, I'm waiting for Bobby Brown. I was like, who? You know what I'm saying? Because I knew New Edition. Right. You no, know, Robbie, Bobby, Mickey Brown. Right. I didn't never, you know what right. I'm saying? Put I was, the first and last name together. Yeah, I ain't put all that together. So he said, I'm waiting for Bobby Brown. So who's Bobby Brown? He goes, you know, the dude from New Edition that left. And so back then there was a rumor that Bobby had skin cancer. You know, I don't know. You okay. just hear crazy shit. No, I didn't hear you know? that one. I okay. heard that one. Gotcha. In, there was some, in the hood, they was there was talking some that great shit. rumors out there for a lot of things. Yeah, you feel me? So so they were talking some skin cancer shit. So I asked Mix, I said, I said, uh, that's the one with skin cancer. Oh man, he ain't got no damn skin cancer. Right, right. So I was like, oh, what? I was like, you motherfuckers be lying. You know what I mean? Yeah, it exists. Right, right. It's so just called rumors. rumors. Right. Look at all these rumors. <laughs> exactly. So then Bobby comes walking out of the Omni, and then he's with Tommy, his brother Tommy. Sure. So they come out the um, Omni, and they give him a pat. <clears> and then he just like looked at me. And I looked at him and shit. It just seemed like I knew him. It was mm -hmm. weird. And I was like, yo, what's up? I was looking at him like, I never met this dude before, but I fucking know him or something. I looked at him and he was like, what's up, man? And he goes, yo, Bobby, this kid from the Bronx, his name is Smooth, this motherfucker can rhyme. Like that, right? So oh, so he vouched for oh, you. Oh, he vouched Mixed right nice. there. What? Nice. Oh, it gets deeper. So Mix was like, yo, he could spit. Like that. So Bobby said, well, shit, bring him in the studio. Like nice. that. And uh, he said, so, so he was like, yo, come on. And I was like, dude, I can't, I'm working, dog. So he's like, what? He said, all right, well, come fuck with us after, you know, after you get off work. Right. I said, all right, boom, boom, boom. So I go and uh, I get off work. I go home. And, you know, I got my little skunk weed. You know what I'm saying? My preparation. So I blow down some and I put some Vizine in my eyes. Because I don't know these is new edition guys. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I call them up. They're like, come on down and see me. Fine. 
Bobby gets on the phone, boom, 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 we talk. Boom, boom, boom. Come on down, we at the so-and-so. So long story short, I get down to the Omni, and I see like 20 old English courts <laughs> in a big boom box right. <laughs> when I come in the room. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker real. <laughs> Those is quartz? <laughs> so I walk in there, and he's like, yo, get it, take a quart. And I was like, oh, my man, I cracked the quart open. Right. I'm just chilling. And so Mix wasn't there yet. So I'm sitting there, and then LL came in. Nice. And I was like, oh, shit. LL Cool J, what the fuck? I'm just sitting there. And then Red Alert came in. And you were like, yeah. <laughs> and then Eric B comes in. Now, Eric B didn't put out paid in full or nothing yet. He didn't put out um, check out my melody or nothing yet. Oh, oh okay. Right? So he was rap with him when he came? Um, I can't remember. I just saw him in that big ass four finger ring he had. That's mm -hmm. what stuck out in my mind. And he had on a. Um, so it wasn't Eric B and Rakim then? No, no, no. He, as we were talking, because after this, I rapped for them. Right. Right? And after I spit, he said to me, yo, man, you be saying that peace guard shit. Because I, I used to mix all types of stuff in there. And he was saying, talk about 5%. So he was like, you, you, be, you be saying that peace guard shit. This is what Eric says to me. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes, um, he said, I got to, he said, my MC, man, he said, his name is Rakim. He said, we just hooked up. He said, we get made to come out. And nice. I was like, word, you know what I'm saying? So nice. he said, he be on that. And I was like, oh, well, that's what's up. Dude. And then I, ironically, the first time Check out my melody was played in the Latin quarters. Mm -hmm. I came out the Latin quarters. I was about to leave, and Eric was standing across the street in front of the Popeyes, right on the corner. Mm -hmm. He just standing there with two test pressings in his hand. So I was like, "Yo, what's up?" And he was like, "Yo, what's up, man?" I said, "What's up?" He said, "This is my new song, man. I'm getting ready to go give it the Red Alert, and he's gonna play." You know, Latin quarters was Red Hot sure, House. Sure, sure, sure. So we went up in there, and he gave Red Alert. Check out my melody, dude. And when that whistle came up, I was like. Dude, you are fucking out of here. That's your man? And they I were. said he could spit. And he was like, yeah. I, yo, dude, I literally, when I got home, I called Bobby like four in the morning. Yo, Bobby, because at that time he was trying to put me out. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, Bobby, it's this new motherfucker. I don't know. They call him the R some shit. Yo, listen, man, you got to get my fucking <laughs> nigga. You got to get my beats together. <laughs> I said, this boy, he a bad motherfucker, son. No, no. I said, every BMC. No, fuck that. Come on, I need tracks. You know, I went, I went ham. He was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then he heard, then he heard, and the world heard Rakim, you know. Shout out to Rakim. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it was that type of thing. And uh There was a lot of boom boom booms. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of boom boom booms and boom, boom. long story shorts. I know. <laughs> That's me, man. I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about the long story short is these long stories don't get shorter. I know, I know. <laughs> I see? think you got to do a backwards. Short story long. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, y'all telling you, Russ. You put the battery in my back. Talk about, no, you don't have to shorten it. Yeah, oh, no. shit. Well, then, nah, nah, you, nah, you, you, you're good. You're good. Uh, <laughs> it's better. The more detail, the better. Yeah, man. So. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. That's why we're excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're struggling right now and not really feeling like yourself, it might be because it has not been a good year. It's been pretty rough for most of us. Most of really, like me, you, everybody. So listen, you're not alone. If you're having a hard time, therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be the cliche, how does that make you feel kind of therapy. It can be whatever you want it to be. 
You can privately talk to somebody if you feel like you're not dealing well with stress or you're having relationship issues or if you're just feeling off in general. I mean, I know I was. I have my ups and downs. You're not alone. It's not exclusive to just, as they would say, regular people. Everybody gets this. So whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. I know I deserve to be happy, and if I deserve it, I'm kind of a scumbag. You definitely deserve it. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. If you're feeling up to it and you want to look at somebody and talk to them, by all means do that. But if you feel like being somewhat anonymous, you're more than welcome to that as well. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Culturally Canceled. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Peters. That's BetterHelp.com slash Peters. I normally feel pretty productive, but this past year has been another story. Now that the world is finally starting to turn again, I'm ready to pick up the pace and make things happen, people. I'm doing shows, I'm selling merch, and it feels really good to get back in the swing of things. And speaking of merch, you know, you might have some merch, or I might have some merch. Somebody will have, listen, we're all selling stuff. We all need to sell stuff, so we all need to make money. And if you're selling stuff at home, online, you know, more people are shopping online anyway. That's why I think all online sellers need ShipStation in order to function well and be as productive as possible. I mean, no matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. ShipStation allows sellers to import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier, access discounted shipping rates, and automate just about any shipping task. By doing all the heavy shipping, ShipStation allows you to think more about other stuff that isn't shipping. And that's a beautiful thing because I don't really want to think about shipping that much because, to be honest, I got enough ship on my plate. You all know that I like to be a man and find a good deal. I'm good at it, but ShipStation is good at it too. They can get you fantastic discounts with major carriers like UPS, FedEx, and USPS. And they make it easy for you to compare shipping services so that you find the best deal. You don't have to haggle for a good price because ShipStation has your back. They'll find you killer deals that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies, and that makes me feel kind of fancy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. It's no wonder ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. So do yourself a favor and get yourself out of ship, on the ship, and abandon ship, and join the ship. Are you sick of my ship right now? I am. So use ShipStation to ship more in less time. Just use my offer code PETERS to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in PETERS. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code PETERS. Make ship happen. 
Do you remember meeting uh, Smooth back in the day, nah, King? Nah, I can't say I did. Because he was high on himself. Nah, on oh, myself. Yeah, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll take that. feeling himself. Yeah. I'll take that. Good oh, afternoon, man. young rapper. I, too, am a big rapper. Yeah! <laughs> With his scarves and shit on. I know, but he didn't want to be an MC. Mm. Nah, nah I, I fell into that. You know, See, ain't that some bullshit? I mm-hmm. wanted to be a, a vocalist, a songwriter, yeah. uh, entertainer, yeah, watching man. Tom Jones and <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah, my people. <laughs> Yo. You know I, mean? so Ooh, I just yeah. fell into the whole rap thing because right. it just became an easier way mm-hmm. for me to get into the biz because I was right. already writing songs. Right. And so, you, so the attitude was, hold on, so you're saying I can do what I've been doing without having to sing it? I can just right. say the words I've been writing? Right. Oh, I got this? <laughs> And I just right. fell into it just like yeah. that, bro. Man, ain't that something? Yep. You blessed the game. <laughs> Who wrote Roxanne originally? We all did. Man. That, that is absolutely one song that I will say every member did their part mm-hmm. in that song. I wrote my verse. Doc, E, everyone Who wrote came up verse. with the concept? Be Fine, A Full Force. Wow. Good old Be oh, Fine. Wow. Be Fine came up with that. The record company wanted us to do a B-side to a song that we presented to them. We delivered a song called Hanging Out. And Did that come out? Yeah, yeah. It came out with Roxanne because what the record company wanted was... Wait, was Roxanne. that on the flip side? Yeah. It's actually a double A side. They're both on the same side. Like side A is hanging out and Roxanne vocal. Trying- side B is hanging out and Roxanne instrumental. All right. Yes, so it was yes, a yes. double A side. If you yeah, yeah. I do remember this now. Yeah. Wow. And so um, I remember when, that flimsy ass 12 inch. Sean. I must have had the UK copy or something. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. It he, wasn't like a, I'm sure he did a lot of flimsy copies. It wasn't that, like a yeah. spine on it. It was like those flimsy yeah. UK yeah, ones. I'll, I'll give you some trivia right now that I just bug all of y'all out. Mm. We're being told as we speak today at the end of 2020 that Roxanne Roxanne did not go gold. Jesus Christ. It didn't? That's bullshit. Thank oh, you. Man. So when you say you got your flimsy copy, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus a lot of people Christ. got there. Oh, you mean it sold enough copies to go platinum? Oh, we know it did. But that shit went multi-platinum. We so know wait, it did. So who's fucking who? Is that select fucking people? That is correct. Yes. Was it that mob shit that was happening I back then? I don't know what it was, but I'm telling you, as we speak today, who was 30-something years after the success of that song, and I'm being told- you that, and ain't go go? I'm telling you, Right. One of the biggest rap songs in rap history I mean, didn't go gold after 30 years. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's Who's bullshit. telling you that, though? The owner of the label. And of that's course. when you're supposed to, you know, yeah, that's when show them what the hand said to the that, face. That's the, I agree, bro. And trust yeah. me, that that has come very close. That's when a nice lawyer like audit comes in handy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, they it probably is. tells you you still own money then. Oh, yeah, of course that's being yeah. said. Yeah. Believe it or not. What a yeah. shady ass. Nah, industry. Roxanne, that had to go man, platinum the way hell it was yeah. played. The amount that's of records that record spawned. So yep. much shit. And so you don't tell. Hey, and, and then he's still keeping a story. Still up. Keeping he ain't even like, nah. All right, you know what? It, yeah, went, it gold. went gold last year. It went right. gold. Like, right. Oh my God, it just went gold. Right. Yeah. Nothing. 36 years later. No, still nothing. Yep, still nothing. You know, good try, guys. Good try. You're yeah. about a hundred thousand away from that. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, just thought I'd share that. Yeah, man. So uh, yes, be fine. A full force came up with this song because the label wanted us to give them a B side to hanging out, and we. I were, don't even remember hanging out because I'm pretty sure I skipped right hanging over. Hanging out, song. cooling out. Without a doubt, it's all about hanging out. Oh, I definitely didn't hanging play that out record. Out, I don't even like it when you're doing it right now. Yeah, okay. I, whatever. We, we, <laughs> all I remember is Roxanne. We spent three weeks on I that song. I don't even think that ever... I don't even think my needle ever hit that record. 
Yeah. Like, I played that and like, the instrumental. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the record company said, we want something for the B-side. And we Man. were tapped That's out of ideas at the time. And B-Fine says, all right, look, let's just do a song about a girl named Roxanne. Mm. We said, okay, why Roxanne? He said, I like the name. Okay, fine. What do you want us to write about? He says, Kang, I want you to write about how you're trying to get with her and you know, you're, you're kicking it to her and so on, but at the end of the song, you don't get her. I said, all right, fine. E, I want you to do the same, and at the end of the song, you don't get her. Um, Doc, you do the same, but at the end, you get her. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. stop, stop. Why, why he got to get her? <laughs> and so B goes, all right, fine, nobody gets her. I'm like, all right, fine. So we all went home and wrote our individual raps. And um, uh, we had no idea what beat we were going to do this to. So B said, you know, we'll just do a different beat for everyone. Again, that mm -hmm. was his idea as well. Yeah. So I said, well, I got a beat that I, I did at Howie's crib. You know, wow, can, can I use that beat? And he said, yeah, without even hearing it. That's how much we all cared about this. Because Full Force is a hands-on production team. Nothing I think goes people, past it. People also don't understand how much Full Force have contributed done. to music right. overall. Ooh, culture. Right. right. Well, this is before all that happened. No, no, I know. But I mean... It just shows you, like, and didn't they write shit for the Backstreet Boys? And, sure, in sync, in sync, all them yeah, hits, all, all of that, fucking all Samantha that. Fox. Fox, all that. I remember Jack. I mean, looking at pictures of Samantha Fox. He said, <laughs> "I remember." Hey, we caught that. <laughs> 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 we caught that. Well, she was always uh, topless. Uh huh. He got tongue tied. Uh, I didn't get tongue tied. That meant to slip that out. But don't poop. I remember. This is gonna happen every week until JB gets his money. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's uh, the the crush group. Crush group, okay. yeah. Which we were in and yeah. got edited out. Yeah, you Did you? Yeah. Me. That's another little story I'll share. In a minute. I'm gonna have to ask Russ if he can send me that footage. Yeah, I would love to get that. I would love to. Send oh, I'm gonna ask Russell. Yeah. yeah. So we presented the song. We did this in three days. That's how much we cared about it. Three days. Gave it to the label. So to you, it was a throwaway. It absolutely was. That song was not, in my opinion, supposed to be what it became. Absolutely See? not. In fact, we're the dudes telling the, the DJs, hanging out. That's the hit, man. Let play that. They're like, nah, red alert, Chuck, chill out, Mr. Magic. Right. Nah, Roxanne, that's the hit. Woo! Okay. DJs know better. I'm like, okay, play whatever you're gonna yeah. play. Fine. Look at that. And that blew up. Man, that shit was through the sky, bro. Courtney, you know about that song? Oh, look at you. Uh -oh. Ow. Courtney's Roxanne, our producer. Roxanne. Yeah, Court. I wanna be your man. Roxanne, Roxanne. Yep. Yeah, so Did you guys harmonize on that? No, we we all sang the chorus. You know, the, man, that was it. Yeah, man, I can't believe it did what it did. Man, still what, can't. What song are you most proud of? Wow, that's a great question, man. Um, and that, that and I'm encompassing everything now, you've oh, done. I was just about to ask: Are you saying for what I've written for UTF? No, or every anything general? anything you have done. Okay, my answer to that is a song I wrote called "Right Next to Me." Mm -hmm. For whistle, was that on their album? Yes, it was on the album. It yeah. went top forty on the pop charts, um, and I think it was top ten. Yeah, I think it was top ten um, R and B. And the the reason why is because what that meant to me when I wrote it, mm -hmm. and um, and the fact that they performed. Here's here's a great story with that. So. Um, Whistle started off as an R as a rap group. Yes, I know they right. irritated just, me with that. Right, the because We're just bugging was such a dope record for me as a because I was DJing. Sure. I already started in '85, so 
when I got Just Bug, and I was like, yo, this shit's dope. I can't wait to hear what else they got. And the next thing I get is, always in. Right. I'm like, you <laughs> no, motherfucker. You, you go further back. And, I was, further back. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you're doing the same shit Force MDs did to me. Right. When they were the Force MCs, Force then MCs. they came out with fucking... Yeah. Tender, tender uh, love. Right. Tender well, well, love let, me, let me say this about Whistle. Whistle though. is actually yeah, it was a good song. Whistle yeah. is actually the first rap group to become an R and B group. Though Force MDs, we know them as Force MCs. Mm-hmm. They never recorded a rap song. I know, and that's they what never recorded I was like, a rap song as Force MCs. When they first came out, it was, oh, um, I was about to forgive, say itching yeah. for a scratch. Nah, that nah, that was after okay. their first joint was scratch. Forgive Me Girl. Forgive Me Girl. Was it Forgive Me Girl? Oh, there was another one. Um, let Me Love You. Let Me Love You. Was it Let Me Love You? Let it was me one of those two. Love you. Let Me Love You. It was Let that's Me Love You, right? right? Yeah. So that was their right. first single. Right. So right. they so let they never recorded a rap song. Whistle recorded a rap song and had See, rap success. And that's the thing. I don't even I don't even know how I knew back then that the Force MDs used to be the Force MCs because. I was in Toronto. We never. I, I was just like, wait, wasn't there the Force MCs? I'm, I'm, well, I'm, 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 that's the, probably the battle the with Cold Crush. Sure, right? it yeah, had you to had be to that. Then it must have been that. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I, those tapes were. Why big. is it so oh, close to the Force MCs? Harlem World right. battles. I got those. See, that's Ooh. that's how oh, you knew. Yo, nice. dude, you gotta make me some of those, man. I need to. Oh, I'll put on a stick for you, hey, yo. No, so that's how you would know about that. But um, yeah. So right next to me would be it because so um, so we recorded the song. And uh, no, video wait, wait, music so, box. Side yes, note. Sir. Was yes, this sir. all on the same album with Just Buggin? No. Was it? That's a great question. Just Buggin? I don't know if Right Next to Me was on that album. Because that was I don't, only... I don't think so. I don't know if Right Next to Me... That was the only rap song I think they right, did, isn't it? No, no, no. There was a few rap songs. They had um, uh, uh, Just For Fun was another rap song. Um, there was a few. I don't remember what was on there, to be honest. But Right Next to Me wasn't on there. Still My Girl was a song on there. They did do a few, a few battles on the first album. Still My Girl, um, Chance for Our Love. So we had did Barbara's Bedroom. I don't know if you remember that. No, Those see, I, I only bought the 12 inch. And then when I looked at the album, I saw the titles. I go, this don't sound like hip hop to me. Right. So the second album was called Transformation, which was the group transforming from a rap group to an R&B group. Mm-hmm. And so that's the album that we had Right Next to Me on. So, so Video Music Box which Uncle I'm sure Ra- you're familiar with. Uncle Ralphie. Of course. Yeah. Uh, was having an anniversary, an uh, anniversary performance and filming of, of the show. And uh, the hit at the time was Right Next to Me, which was the ballad for Whistle. But the crowd thugged out hip-hop dudes, and it was more dudes in the audience than there were chicks. Yeah, people don't and understand that about hip-hop events back in the day. People are like, oh, it must have been so many so many chicks. I'm like, nah, nope. Nah. You'd be lucky if you found two. Nah. Right. Sausage fest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dudes. Out in this hip hop joint, and so here comes Whistle, slated on the on the you know on, on the timeline or whatever on on the list um, to do their ballad. Oh boy! Among all of these, where thug was this dudes. again? I forgot what venue it was. Was it, was it in New York? City. Yeah, it was in New York. Okay. In New York. And so, one of the members said, "Nah, I'm not doing it." Jazz from Whistle Jazz said, "Nah, nah, I'm not doing this." And we're like, "Look, this is Ralph's event." Ralph asked us to come down. We can't say no to Ralph, bro. And this is at the show. It wasn't days before he saying no. At the show, when you're next to go on, no, nah, I'm not going on. Too many dudes out there. I'm not doing this. And so they were like, yo, forget you. They voted on it, and they decided they're going, and he didn't go on with them. So and three out of the four members now go on stage. Luckily, the lead was done by by um, uh, Craze. So it's just Whist. That, that. <laughs> All right. So they get up there as brave as possible. Singing this R&B ballad, this love song among all these dudes, and all of the dudes was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, yo, talk about music calming the savage beast. Right, 
all of these cats were like hands in the air. And I'm like, yo, you gotta be careful. And as I'm watching my group sing my song right. and calm this whole crowd of dudes out, I teared up. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is crazy that I wrote something that has this power. Effect. Yeah. That power, bro. Yeah. So, so that would be the answer to the question. That song right there has done so much to people who have said to me that was the song that I had at my wedding. Mm. Or when I think of this song, I gotta I hear the song because I don't know the song. You don't at know all. right next to me, unless oh. I hear it and then I go, "Oh, Goodbye, I didn't know that." It's time for me to go. Mm. I'll call you in the morning so I can let you know. And it was done a few times by a few other acts. Um, Left Eyes, God Rest Her Soul, R and B group, Black, oh, B L A Q, right? Yeah. They did a wow. remake of it on their album. That album went platinum. Oh, yes, that's my biggest song. Wow. Nice. I did. I didn't know this. I, I know. I know you had a. I know you. I know you did just bugging. Mm-hmm. The song that keeps on giving. Yeah. Yes. See, to me, just bugging is so important to me. And as a DJ, remember in the DJ yeah. world, sure. Because Jesse Jeff made that song his with the nah, whistle, the way that, you cut that yeah, whistle. That well, that was that was Cash Money and Jazz. They both yes, kind of. This did. is true. The Philly connection over there. You're oh right. But You're then right. Steve D when he juggled. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And that's when I first saw somebody. Beat juggling, making beats with him. He made it sound like a Jamaican joint. And that's when he took the end. I was like, yo. I bugged that when I saw Jazzy Jeff take that whistle when it goes, we're called. Yeah. Yo. No, I remember. whistle is in Will Smith's biggest song, Get Jiggy With. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all in there. Yeah, and where's then, my black? But I remember seeing <laughs> right, 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 right. You got blacks coming, baby. Where's I remember seeing Cash. Girl? I remember Cash Money and Marvelous, and the, and and they'd be like, "Yo, Cash, <laughs> what'd you say when you saw that girl?" And they'd play it backwards. Rear, bam, nice. And then they would just nice. cut. It. Oh, that shit was so dope. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that's probably why I didn't buy the whistle album because I was like, "The fuck are you doing? <laughs> just make some choices in life." Here, now, but you know what? Let me, let me explain. And I know. get it now. I'm a, I'm well, an adult, so I get well, it. Let though. me share yeah. this part of it with you. Whistle became my outlet group because it got to a point to where the members of UTFO were vetoing mm-hmm. songs that I bring to the table. So I'd say, you know, I think, I think this would be a great song for our next album. Nah, I don't, I don't, I'm not digging that now. Yeah, I'm not digging it either. I'm like, okay, so I'm supposed to trash this now? This thing that I spent all night writing, mm-hmm. I got to put this in the garbage now? Like, nah. So I created another group that everything that they would turn down, I'd give it to them. And that created even more beef because now it's like, oh, you're giving them all the hits. No, I'm giving them your rejects, bro. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm giving them hits. I would have loved to have this here. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's funny on the West Coast, they went backwards with it. You got Dre, who was in the World Class Wrecking Crew, yeah. who did R&B. And right. then he and went then into the most fucking right. gangster group of all right. time. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> And I did right. that in reverse. We right. <laughs> Yo, and look, to add on to that, Dre, uh, World Class Wrecking Crew went on the road with Bobby. Like his first King of Stage tour right. was oh, wow. uh, World Class Record Crew, uh, Club Nouveau, sure, and, and and Ready for the World, sure. So I used to watch them every night, wow. and I and I see them come out and it. I'm the doctor, and you know, doing this, yeah, 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 yeah. all the character. I just, yeah. I just be laughing like, yo, he's, this is wild. <laughs> and, and makeup, 
Yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude, I saw oh, it with wow. my own eyes. And then when he came out as Dr. Dre, I had no idea. Right, right. And then I, somebody <laughs> exposed it. It was like, he was the world class. And I was like, world class, what? Cool. And then, yeah, remember, uh, Easy e did that later, remember? When he right. had beef with him, he right. put that picture out of Dre with the with the doctor uniform uh-huh. with the running. Yeah. Yo, dude, so I was like, oh, and shit. And Michelle was A him. was in that. And then uh-huh. that memory started going through my, like, I would, we passing each other on, like, right, right. on the road. Sure. Know? We in hotels. I'm like, yo, what's up, y'all? You know, because I, Come on, man. You know, we know. So we from we from the heart of it, right? Mm-hmm. From the essence of it. So when you get an opportunity to travel the world, all that shit is exciting. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn if they up there doing some shit that's like a knockoff or float on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. Float, float on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Eat, nigga. We on the road. Sure. <laughs> so I'm just bugging out like, that's their shit. You know, and watching Club Nouveau. I'm just trying to soak up game. But uh, I would see them all the time. Well, you, no where was Ready for the Drake. World from? Michigan. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I was not ready for that. Flint. I think it's Flint, Flint. Michigan. Yep. They oh, were wow. from Flint. Wow. And those were some real dudes. Mm-hmm. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What? Yeah, me and dude, um, Melvin, we we hit each other on um, um Instagram now. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, because he, uh, he, he clicked like on something of mine. I was like, hold up, is that the real Ready right. for the World, dude? Right. So I hit him, you know, DM. I was like, yo, yeah. we got to stay in touch. Are man. they right. all still alive? I'm sorry? Are they all still alive? I don't know about all, but the lead singer is, yeah. Yeah, they need to go back on a tour, dog. There needs yo, to be. dudes. Because yeah. they do a lot of those reunion tours. Sure. And then there's a lot of people that don't get put on them. I don't know for whatever reason. Right. I don't know if it's with the artist or with the people forgetting that they... It varies. No, it it varies. It just has to be done the right way. Because the problem is they go... A lot of... As a, I'll tell you as a fan, because I'm not in the music world. As a fan, I'll look at some of those things. I go, look, I only want to hear them do the one song. And once they go into their B tracks, I don't care. 
Right, right. Like there was a reason you only had one hit. Just sing the fucking one hit and keep it moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I think my worst thing is seeing with with the older artists that we love is when they say, "Now we're gonna do our new joint." I oh, agree. God, I, know, I agree. You'd be like, "Oh, yo, that's now, that's, now I'm that's gonna the go downfall." To the <laughs> right, 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 right. That's the lowest okay. point of the show. Yeah, because right. I didn't like, come here to hear your. You new be stuff, praying right? that it's gonna be decent. You know it's not gonna be decent, but right. yo, yeah. you give that hope. Like I hope this be Damn dope. It. I don't the want beat to come on and yeah. and then they still rhyming in that old format. It's now like, here's what's oh. funny about what you just said. You're you're addressing it from the audience point of view, which I agree with right. you. I'm the dude on stage with the rest of the group saying we're not doing anything new, bro. The audience don't want to hear that. Now, nah, now nah, we gotta push this man. We gotta let them know that we we still got it. I'm like, you're killing me, bro. You're gonna hurt us <laughs> right. with this pitch you got right now, bro. Right, don't right. do it. Right. And I wish that they could hear you from the audience going, I didn't come here but to that, hear a new song. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm caught in the middle on how do you get this to not happen? Right. You know I say I mean? do the new shit first, slip it in like uh hey, yo. 20 uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, uh yeah. you slip the song in like 20 to 30 seconds, you know, and if it ain't working, and you can say, oh, we we was bullshit. Let's Something, do the new yeah. Let's right. do the shit you know us for. Right. Something, bro. Right. But again, it's a real hard place to be when you're the artist dealing right. with the rest of your group members Ooh. who wants to defy what you just said. Man. Yeah. I'm like, my oh, dude, dude, go ask Ness. They don't want to hear no new song, right, bro. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's that funny part. I guess that happens in all groups. Yeah, man. It happens in all groups. I find myself jealous of solo artists, bro. Mm-hmm. Being a group member, yeah, I'm like damn, I wish I could just move the way Chub Rock moves, the yeah. way Big Daddy Kane can move, yeah, yeah, yeah the way yeah. Dougie can move, right? You know, because there's no voting, right. he makes a decision, that's how it. it's going down. That part, well, you know I, I mean, yeah. I'm solo, so I understand right. everything that's you mean, exactly. uh, everything you say, and you know, but I produce everything when, when it's because I'm a producer, DJ, artist, so I do all three, so. When I hook up with my DJ, he got the he got everything. He got the instrumentals. He got everything I feel like doing that night. He got there, but he got all the all the instrumentals regardless. And, and you address what you want to do first, second, third, how you want to come out, yada yada yada. Except when he gets drunk. Now, if Blind uh, gets drunk. Ooh, not cool. He's gonna <laughs> slip. He's gonna slip in the songs. He want to hear me perform. Like he That's knows. That's not cool. <laughs> He knows I do not want to do strictly for the ladies if it's a bunch of dudes, dudes right, in the right. crowd. We're not doing that song. Right. Because it is we, strictly for the ladies. Right. Now, if we come in, <laughs> we come in the spot and he sees some females, uh-huh. oh, we doing this shit tonight. There's cool. ladies in here tonight. <laughs> You're like, that's cool. the bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, he'll he'll put the song in. I mean... When me and this dude is performing, it's like a comedy sketch up there because he's drunk, I'm drunk. We oh damn, we just doing. But it's it's we functional alcoholics, you right, know. We're right. not the alcoholics that go up there and mess the whole show up. Right. We actually look forward to getting drunk before the show. Right. I can't do that. We sitting in the we sitting in the background. We sitting in the dressing room just. Take he might back. have his his vodka or henny, whatever we want to drink for the night. But Yo, you know, I, I'm the hip hop the, the hip hop nerd, I guess. When it comes, I gotta, to I gotta, I, I gotta. I wouldn't just narrow that down to hip hop. Okay, um. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing full. Nice one. 
I gotta, I gotta have a drink before the show. I gotta, I need something that's gonna unwind me, so I could go up on stage and and be this dude I'm about to become. Sober, it's just not fun. Sober, I, I feel like it takes over me. If that happens, if I'm a little tipsy or whatever, I'm not in full control, and I want to get my high is that crowd screaming. See, I want to get that, and I want to stay sober through it all. I can't do it. Like, after the show, sure, I'm fine with whatever. But beforehand, because I've had that happen, like, once or twice, where I probably had a little bit too much before I went on, and I'm like, yo, what the hell? And I know I'm not in control right now. This is not cool. But you you said it right. It's the it's the energy of the crowd, and but that's what I'm working on. So when I'm on stage... I want them to understand that, look, man, I'm coming to perform. This is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to vibe out. like It's like you got a couch on the stage. No doubt. Uh, I'm no talking doubt. to the crowd. I can look all the way in the back. I'm pointing out things that they probably don't even know. I, Yo, you've been recording like the last three songs. Would you right. try and get your subscribers up? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Cut the camera. Wait up. What phone you got that last that long? You right, know, right, right. you do certain things to the crowd that they go, yo, he's spotting everything. Right. So he's performing, sure. but he's looking at everything. Sure. He's sure. in the mood. He's in the room. Right. And then, you know, right, I gotta right. I gotta make my 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 disclaimer when I get up on stage. Oh, you tell them, yeah, yo? man. All y'all Fonzie <laughs> motherfuckers that think y'all too cool a party. Go to the fucking back. Let people right, who want right. party. I don't need you fucking grilling me while I'm performing, right, man. Right, you know, right, right. uncross he your arms. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. just be too cool. Right. Like you right. know, you killing it. Yo, he killing it. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Right. You know. I got a date with the Hooper triplets after. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> right. now nah, I make the disclaimer, and they go, "Oh shit, he's on some other shit." Right. You know, I ain't coming here to fa- for y'all to face fuck me the whole motherfucking show. <laughs> face <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. I want to go in there. I want to do the show. I want to have fun. I want y'all to party. Because you, you, why would you pay your money to come to just grill somebody? Like, mm-hmm. what is that? You know? Agreed. But that was our mentality back then. Remember, our generation was the ice grill generation. Everybody was, had to be hard, mean looking. And now this generation... Was like that's too intense. We're just gonna do whatever the fuck we want to do. We're gonna do goofy dances, not make any sense when we run, but we're having fun. That's the only you thing I admire about this younger generation is that they're having a good time with it. But when you see certain artists present that energy, mm-hmm. that's what made the show just to see Run DMC. I'm gonna say Run DMC, right? You see them perform, right? You be like, God damn, right? You know, it's certain artists that I've seen just have used to do that. Have let's say Karis one. If you ever been to oh, a Karis one show, he do three hours, man. I've seen him throw tennis tennis balls out oh, in the crowd. Yeah, he throws the tennis balls out and put them up in the. You are holding the world in your hands, and I'm like, yo, this. Yeah, everybody, man, he would just destroy. It. He's the one who taught me how to do medleys, right? Because people go on stage and they do one song, stop, the crowd clap. Do another song, stop the crowd, clap. No, he taught me how he would go from one song to another song to another song. Like he like built a mega that mix. shit. Yeah, man. And would destroy it. That was the best thing I think I loved about the 80s and the 90s. Cause if you performed and you sound like your record, that was the shit. That was the shit. I hate when I go to a show now 
and it's like your 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 favorite MC's on stage, and his fucking man's saying the punchline for him. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah that's goofy. Triple beam, or the days when they come on with 20 dudes on stage, and I'm like, okay, where's no, no, my, where's, where's my rapper? Now, where's the guy you know? I came to see? Who the hell right. are you guys? Like, if you're going to do it, right, I've seen the perfect the perfect group that would do that was um, Leaders of the New School. Like, you got certain certain They all had groups. their own voice, that's why. Yeah, but they would, they would do the ad-libs around whoever was rapping, and it felt right. Right. You yeah, know, because the, the harmony was it. right. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. So, but that's the way they did it on, on the record anyway. Right. right, they did it that same way on so the record. So he's right. talking about the dudes that go up on stage, be all out of tune, all out of key, and shouting the ad libs, and they sounding like louder that, than the artists. Yeah, I get what he's saying. Yeah, it's their angry fucking hood friend that they brought with them. Mm-hmm. You, I'm gonna take you on the road with me. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna be on stage with me. And you're like, <laughs> all right, yeah. it's Lord Finesse, Romvet. La Biggie, I'm ready. Die! And you know, you got, you're fucking up the song. You shut your <laughs> right. friend up, please, Finesse. Right. Whatever the fucking deal is, it's annoying as shit. Nah, because you, I would get that. And then what I, I love Rock Him, but live, mm, when he decides to do it live and he, he can sound like himself, but then sometimes he just turns the mic on the crowd. Yeah, he does it differently now. And I'm now, like, oh, yeah, he Rod, lets them. He everybody lets them wants to hear his voice. They want to hear that so voice. Dope. But yeah. it's funny, as you say that, and I agree. And I love it. I don't even take no offense. The crowd right wants to say it, too. Yeah. And that's why he lets them do it. I get it, but sometimes they not every song. And they all go, ah. Like, he lets them finish no, I, it out. I get the but call not and response. most of the song. Yeah, I get the right. call and response. I, I don't want... I, I paid to hear you, not them. Right. <laughs> right. Nah, but... Uh... So that tactic used to work for me, like if I forget the lyrics, that happens. No, I get that's a perfect move. <laughs> right. The minute I forget the lyrics, I'm this right. dude. Like in the audience, yeah. y'all sing it. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm... <laughs> yeah. No, no, that part, I got to do that. I'll definitely um, let them finish that. Yeah. Because I'm... Can't go. Yo, my favorite I, one for I doing that, that, is, that is Dwip. And I say, I love oh, my yeah. Philly at home. Do you have another? I just die. I always oh, get yeah, it out. I yeah, remember like at my 40th birthday when you and Greg were performing, I had a, bl- a Philly blunt in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I left my Philly at home. Do you have another one? Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> baby. He just looked at me like, you stupid as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was dope, man. That was dope. This was fun, guys. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Culturally Cancelled. Um, if you're looking to see me live, you can go to russellpeters.com and check out my tour dates. I got some shows coming up. I got uh, I got shows coming up in New Jersey at the Stress Factory, but unfortunately that's sold out. Really unfortunate for you, very fortunate for me. But otherwise, check it out. Dates are popping up. They're, uh, the numbers are going up with sales, not uh, COVID. So come and check me out. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.